This episode of the Unsettled Hunter podcast features a discussion with Homo Curly. Topics of discussion include a trip that we took to Igluk Nunavut in March 2016, as well as Homoto's art. Please check out the webpage of the Unsettled Hunter for links to Homoto's art. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, I can introduce myself. My name is Homoto Curly, and uh, I come from Baffin Island, Nunavut. And I'm an artist, and cool. sometimes hunting. <laughs> so we're talking today because about a year, over a year ago, we went to uh, a glue lick for a week. That was my first time on Baffin Island, first time in Nunavut, first time in that far north. Um, but it wasn't my idea. <laughs> so um, do you want to yeah. give a breakdown of why we went to Aglulik? Because it was, it was your plan, I think. You, or your idea, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a good opportunity to go to Aglulik to hunt. And I started thinking about it. Um, talking to Anna Hudson and we were brainstorming what Inuit culture is and part of it was hunting so I wanted to film Inuit people hunting and watch them what they do in the Arctic. So that was my idea. And yeah, you were there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, Why Glulik? Um, it was one of the places uh, that always interests me. I travel quite a bit to communities in Nunavut and in Glulik. I've never been there, and they have a very strong um, culture there, a lot to do with hunting, and that's that was my idea. Cool. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, a lot of interesting backgrounds of different hunters. There's seal hunters that only hunt seals. And there's caribou. They go inland to hunt um, caribou. So some of them, some of the hunters, they that's how they are. And that's what I learned from them that we were hunting with Pauli, who was a seal hunter. And we met others that hunted caribou. So hunting, when we catch an animal, we share it all the time. 
especially with the um, elders. So we don't do it just for us, but for others. Is there anything that stands out in your memory of when we were at the flow edge? Yeah. Um, Other than seeing me bounce around <laughs> on the skidoo and in the hemotuk. <laughs> yeah, it was quite and, cold. And me freezing. <laughs> and yeah, it, it was pretty um, amazing to see the flow edge like minus 40. And we've seen a little fox and the silhouette looks make it look like a polar bear yeah <laughs> and we thought it was a polar bear and one of the local guys said no that's fox and it came pretty close to us and just that little fox was a moment when um when it passed by us and those flowers just popped out of nowhere that was pretty amazing too and um yeah they were big yeah meant we weren't going to see seals <laughs> yeah yeah i i was i, I was i was hoping i was glad <laughs> they didn't stay around i was that would have been quite an effort to pull a walrus out of the water yeah and i had a gun ready to shoot uh, a seal but nothing came up and uh yeah we we go up there um we hunt someone provide a rifle and off we go so it could be a, a life hunting when you're up north that's you can do that for life so and a lot of the hunters are like that it's it's amazing how how they keep going and going and providing food so pretty uh good life when was the last time you had been seal hunting before a gulick um or hunting in general yeah i i last hunted in yellowknife okay that was back in 2002 or 2001 when i first moved there and I got invited to go uh, caribou hunting, so we went out caribou hunting, and yeah, I I stayed with it for a couple years after I left my hometown. Now I I barely hunt, but I grew up hunting with my uncles, my dad my mom and my grandparents and friends so they teach us at a very young age 
to understand how it's done. How young? <laughs> Do you since, remember? Since you can remember. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. so very young then. At, at one, you're ice fishing already. So <laughs> stuff like this, it's our culture. And hunting is a very important thing for us. Do you miss it? Because now you live... Well, you lived in Toronto for a, a while, and now you've moved to Ottawa. Do you miss being able to hunt, or 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 does your art keep you uh, busy? Um, well, it keeps you busy. I know that. <laughs> but yeah, I miss hunting. I I have many memories of hunting with a bunch of uh, my friends and my family members so i kind of forget hunting's there because i've been in the city for 16 17 years now and before that it was a big change for me able to not hunt anymore so the way i was getting food when I left was carving so it's uh, almost the same as hunting how so how do you it's, or how do you relate the two um, <clears throat> for income you need to make money and then for hunting you provide your own food which is way cheaper. So carving is like hunting money, hunting food. Hmm. But it's something I have to buy from the store. That became my hunting. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> um, what do you like carving? Do you... Uh, do you, does hunting or um, the creatures that you interact with, do they influence what you carve? Or or where do you get your artistic influences from? Um, I try all different ideas. And that's part of the challenge I, I see. So... When I start carving a rock, it's not, I have an idea what it's going to be, but sometimes I mix um, different animals in one stone, which are called transformation. And it trying different things, it's... Uh, that's my inspiration so i don't know how i get it <laughs> <laughs> it was probably an unfair question but but it was a good question so. <laughs> do you have a uh, a favorite or a preferred thing you like to carve or is it just whatever 
Yeah, I do a lot of polar bears. <laughs> it's um I'm still learning, but I'm working on how to make them look real and it takes takes a long time to learn. I'm I'm still learning when I'm carving bears. People know me as a polar bear carver, so I try to stick with that. And polar bears, my favorite, and it's anything else second. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been carving for? Similarly, like to when you learned how to hunt and fish. Yeah, it's and that I same started a little bit later. Mm. But they start us young too. When <laughs> we're little babies, they send, give us a piece of file or sandpaper. So you're sanding there with your mom or uncles for grandpa's piece. So I remember sanding, helping my grandfather. At least I was five, and I started um, carving when I was eight, nine. That's when I sold my first carving. I was eight years old, and I was pretty shy to go show it to the person who's going to buy it. I even started crying, <laughs> and my mom took me there, and they bought my carving when I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I got fifteen dollars. Oh. <laughs> it was a a ring seal, a little seal. Oh. My grandpa told me to to make a seal. He gave me a small piece of rock, gave me an axe and files just the way he does it he never used power tools so in between 8 and 12 I was on and off but I was always carving at young age it's something I wanted to be from watching my grandfather and Dorset artist. There there are many good carvers there. And I think that was my inspiration to be part of the carving town. And before I knew it I was uh Cape Dorset artist. <laughs> yeah. So at 13, I started I started uh, using power tools, and it was a lot quicker than going traditionally. So I, after school, I would run home and rip out a carving in about an hour and go sell it before they stopped buying at five. Wow. 
And I did that almost every day after school. And so. Were polar bears your favorite then? Or have you kind of just developed that? Yeah, polar bears. Polar bears are all around Cape Dorset. So it was part of my hometown Mm. where the polar bears live in the Arctic. They live with us. And I was always fascinated how powerful they are in the north and the way they hunt seals and just the animal itself is so powerful and that's something I want to show in my polar bear carvings. Same with others. I I do seals, birds, whales, people, uh, transformation. And I I try to finish them um, the right way. And that's something I was taught is to be patient carving. Um, yeah, it's, it's like hunting. It's, you gotta make money and there's similarities between carving and hunting, but our tools to kill is gun and our tools to make are machines. So there's both of them are tools to uh, provide food on the table. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're searching for uh, you're searching for the animals in the rock too. That too. (laughs) Yeah. It's challenging sometimes, but I could see a rock and see a three D carving in it so that's uh that's that's what i see yeah yeah i'd ask you how you see that because i don't (laughs) see it but i don't think that's a that's not a fair question again (laughs) please describe yeah and but uh we don't i never drew nothing on uh my carvings it's always just by by eye wow and sometimes i used to make mistakes because when you make a mistake on a rock you can't go back you just have to go what what with is what you have and kind of like hunting again <laughs> yeah yeah Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) carving seals, I I know we hunt them. They've been providing food for us for thousands of years in the north. Also, carving seals is pretty fun, like those two. 
<laughs> what are they doing? They're throat singing. Throat singing. <laughs> <laughs> we can, these days we can come up with any title, but some of them we try to use the story from the north instead of two women throat singing there's two seals throat singing and that's an idea that we bring out out of the stone so cool <laughs> yeah there there's not much rules in carving <laughs> so but it's pretty dusty job so we wear masks all the time What uh, cause I came and came and visited you on your in your place in Ottawa. What are you working on here? Yeah, I'm working on a a giant polar bear. It <laughs> 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 was thirty one thousand pound granite. I got it here in September la last year, and I'm I've been carving it on and off about six months seven <laughs> months yeah it is eight feet high that, that's a big polar bear yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and a big sculpture <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is something new that is coming up in Inuit art world also this the monumental um, carvings made by Inuit are gonna keep thriving. So it's pretty amazing what um, what can be done through Inuit art and new things coming up, new opportunities. And I want to help artists to make big sculptures. And that's, that's a po possibility that um, I want to do. And teach them and so they can do it on their own. That's become kind of my job to teach people how to do big carvings and uh, it's pretty exciting stuff doing monuments um, takes takes a lot of time and effort to make them but in the end they're they're worth it people are going to be more interested in Inuit art monumental pieces so we're we're going on the right path with the monumental um, sculpting cool I think that's a good place to yeah and it <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's all about I can think of. <laughs> thanks for having me, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have to go back up north and go hunt some more seals. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Or <laughs> do some carving. <laughs> cool. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat>